0: Whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and do that. Hi, this is Eric Brotman with Brotman Financial Group at BrotmanFinancial.com. And you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith. So listen up. Hey, you've practiced. <laughs> Good job. It's not my, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> it's not your first rodeo. I appreciate no. that. You you brought it. All right. So I'm going to hit yeah, stop. I do, a
1: lot of, I do a lot of live television. So it's, it's oh, okay.
0: Look at you. That's awesome. All right. So yeah. I'm going to hit stop and I'll be right back. Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going?
2: Great. Happy to be here, Jeff.
0: Thanks for being here. Okay. So you are Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, just said that, and you are are in charge of or own founder and CEO of Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. Interesting. (laughs) So you teach coaches, functional medicine coaches. Talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in your business.
2: Sure. So I founded this company a couple of years ago. We saw a need to train health coaches in this particular uh, way of of doing um, of discovering root causes. So right. uh, there are a lot of doctors who are going who are not real happy with uh, the way they're practicing, and they want something else, something more, something to really help their patients. So they're jumping into functional medicine, and they cannot do it alone uh, they are given 7 minutes to be with a patient and okay. i how can i possibly help them and so they are hiring coaches and so what we are doing is training people to be health coaches in these very impactful principles of functional medicine and that's all about how do you change your behavior how do you make diet and lifestyle changes that may seem easy to a doctor telling you what to do. But when you get home, like, what do I do? How do I make this happen?
0: Ah, yeah. It's more of like the nuts and bolts of how, right? It's like easy, easy for a doctor to say, uh, you need to lose weight. Go do that.
2: <laughs> exactly. And that's what they'll say. I want you to lose 10 pounds or they'll, they'll, uh, many of the integrative functional medicine doctors may give you a whole list of supplements to take and a whole list mm. of recommendations. So then you get like, I don't understand it, or I'm not ready, or I don't want to do this. And so that's where the coach steps in. The coach is like your personal cheerleader. Uh, you are inspired. They, uh, to make behavioral changes based on the coach's support and they can also hold you accountable. They can text you and say, "Hey, have you uh, stopped? Have you have you? How are you doing with your commitment to drink one less diet soda a day?"
0: Oh, right, right. Interesting. So they're giving you the the sort of like uh, attention that doctors just don't have time to give, basically.
2: Exactly. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. I remember like uh, one time a couple years ago, I had this. uh, Rash that just wouldn't go away, right? And the doctors just kept saying, Um, the problem is you just need to stop scratching. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, Wow, right, uh, right, right, right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. um, Uh huh, um, right. Th- okay, yeah, I'll work on that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it reminds me of an old Bob Newhart show, a classic. He was a therapist and someone came in and said, well, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. And she said, well, stop it. it." (laughs) It's it's the same thing. Uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is room room beer. So this means that we have to go back in time and talk about Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum's life before she became the CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. I would imagine you didn't start out life as the CEO of this Uh company.
2: Not mm. at all. <laughs> and so uh, this is appropriately named "Room Room Veer" for me because I have had more veers uh, and uh, in my life, and I have gone through many twists and turns. And I always like to say, I want to thank that uh, supervisor who gave me a B in student teaching way, way back in the early seventies, because wow. at the time everybody who, I was in ed, education and I was doing my student teaching uh, experience and I wasn't doing so well controlling that classroom and uh, I was very ineffective and so they said it, it, back at those days, everybody got an A and if you got a B, that would mean like oh, you're not going to get a job because wow. uh, you, it, there was such <laughs> a te- uh, dumb, yeah. There was uh, it wasn't like we had a teacher shortage, we had a surplus of people wanting to be teachers and no jobs, so therefore I remember just like kind of crying in my pillow, what do I do? What do I, you know, what am I do to do if I'm not going to be a teacher? And so, what I did was what most people do: you go back to school or stay in school. In my case, so I got a master's in learning disabilities, and uh, then I also want to thank the fact that I was restless and had a lot of those characteristics that we know that we call ADD. Because I uh, did land jobs in special education t- as a teacher, but right. I just okay. wanted something more, and I was restless and bored. Easily. Easily. So I switched and I uh, became a trader and financial exchange for a while and eventually went back to school, got my doctorate and had uh, got a long career as a, as a clinical psychologist. But we now know that those features that uh, some people label as being easily distracted, getting bored easily, that's energy, that's zest, uh, creativity. And sure. so it was yeah. those uh, wow. characteristics. And, and as a psychologist, I specialized in positive psychology psychology. psychology where you look at what's right with you and not what's wrong with you so yeah yeah. so I always thought there was something wrong like you know why can't I stay in the same career in this career like I would see uh, other people do like you know I was off in three other careers beyond that and I had people who were still uh what where I had started and they would say oh you're always reinventing yourself you're always moving on to something else
0: you sound like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, I did a, a psychology bachelor's degree, right? So uh-huh. you, you probably did too, right? So I don't know what your experience was like, but for me, it was um, sort of like a, a, a string of, of different people in different fields of psychology coming in, pitching their field to me. That's what the bachelor's yeah. degree was. No, sure th- it wasn't really all that bad. It was actually really cool because... I went to University of Phoenix, and they actually required their bachelor's uh, uh, professors to actually be working in the field um, full-time. So, they were part-time teachers, full-time psychologists. So, there was uh, one, of the peop- one of the instructors' professors was in education. One of them was in research. One was a clinical psychologist like you were, and she worked for the Orange County uh, system. So yeah, it was nice because it, we got to pick their brain, you know, mm. um, you know, for good part of every evening, you know, and then I was briefly uh, sort of like enticed by um, the whole world of positive psychology because just what, what you said, it presupposes that people are okay instead of like, you know, labeling them with some sort of disorder, right? That's what I, that's what I love. And it was more focused on helping people that were okay, be better.
2: Absolutely, you you nailed it. So <laughs> this was so appealing, and and yeah. I was getting my doctorate long before the field of positive psychology came into being. It's right. relatively new. It Marty Seligman new. Right. Uh, de- uh, devised this, coined the term, and this was like mid nineties. But when I was way back in the early eighties, I thought I was not a good diagnostician because my peers were saying, "Oh, look at that guy! Can't you see he's so bipolar, or he's you know classic." Depression case, and I would look at it and I would see their strengths and see how they were thriving, and right. so. Positive psych, yeah. So I thought, like, what's wrong with me? But it really was uh, looking at turning it around. So, clinical psychology has traditionally, uh, and and to some extent still is, focused on what's wrong with you. And so it's labeling what's wrong with you. And then, what treatment plan do you need? Psychotherapy for the next 10 years, and uh, (laughs) focusing on, you know, going into session, talking about your screwed up family and uh, what's wrong with you, and come out really stirred up and often depressed so not Mm -hmm. that that doesn't have value for many people and and it's helped many people but when we use a strength focus that is really healing and it's addressing what we need to thrive what is good about the human condition we all have these traits these strengths and when we are at our best we are using those strengths
0: yeah 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 exactly you know, it's it's almost like every day is your whole life, right? And some days you win <laughs> and you have a good day, and some ta- some days the tiger gets your tail, you know. And then you get to start over every day. It's almost like the whole idea of positive psychology, sort of like, helps us get over what is it this that especially my generation, the uh, the Gen Xer types, we have this sort of like. What do we call it? Pessimism. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and for whatever reason, it's hard for us to see not just us, but, you know, everybody hard, hard for us to see um, the optimistic and the good. Right. In not only people, but in the world.
2: Oh, absolutely. We are drawn to, uh, zeroing in on the negative right. and it's often like we're wired
0: we, we, that way. Or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, we are I, because yeah. we had to, uh, you know, in, it back, you know, fight or flight, we had to be aware of danger and our bodies had to respond, uh, in an instant to either fight or run away from that mortal threat. But now the danger is really in our head. It's how we interpret events. And so we may even overgeneralize. So you mentioned a bad day. Well, I I would say to somebody if they're saying, Oh, I had the worst day, I'm having such a bad day, well, that's a lot. that's not logical. That's a false conclusion because mm. I would challenge them, was there one second within the state that you felt good. You know, you, were you breathing? Were you, you know, you, you had, uh, you, you maybe you looked out the window and you saw the sun was shining and you had a good moment. Maybe you had, you thought of a loved one and that made you feel good. And so you can reappraise that and you could say, well, this day had uh, some negative moments or had, had some challenges, uh, but it's a reassessment. And then you have a whole different orientation when you start thinking in that way, much more logically. And, and clearly, because it wasn't 100% bad every single moment, no <laughs> exception. So. That's
0: true. There's never so. a thoroughly bad day, right? Right. As long exactly. As, as long as you're still walking and breathing and above ground, totally. you're probably having a good day. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that reminds yeah. me of the movie. Oh, what was that movie? We Were Soldiers. Did you ever see that one? Uh, It was a yeah. Mel Gibson yeah. movie. Oh, and, yes. And <laughs> I think... There was this, uh, I can't remember now that I remember, I I remember the actor's face, but it's escaping me. But there was this like sergeant, right? And Mm. the sergeant and this lieutenant, right? Were like throughout the whole movie when they were not in the war, um, (laughs) the lieutenant would say, hey, uh, have a nice day, sergeant. And he'd be like, screw you or something really gruff. right?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah you know and then uh, and then you found out later in the war it was like the sergeant was like uh, after they survived a battle he was like that's a good day <laughs>
2: yeah yeah uh, yeah i teach uh, or i used to teach a course in positive psychology through the movies there's oh, a great wow. movie that is really about reassessing like uh and that's groundhog day oh was for a, sure uh, i love that great movie positive psychology movie, because here's a guy, Bill Murray uh, plays this guy who is kind of walking around totally like mindless about good in his life and around him. And it's just one dull day after another. uh, And he starts to wake up and experience gratitude for all that he could now take in and appreciate. And that is a total transformation. So, um, and that brings up hope, that it's not like we are hardwired wired, that these, this is our personality. Um, we can change, we can work, the, the brain is very resilient. And we can change and we have the, the capacity to bring forth these strengths. And it's just like exercise. If we keep working at it and we could build muscles,
0: yeah. No, I love that movie. That's one of my favorites. Yeah.
2: It, and it's, great it's one.
0: a really good teaching movie, too. Totally. Because now, go the, ahead. No, you know, it's like um, he starts out, like you said, just very, just like, you know, I I, I don't, yeah, I'll go ahead and say he's an asshole. <laughs> You're right. You know, exactly. <laughs> and in, in the, the story of the movie is him basically transforming to like a really nice guy. Legitimately, too. I think that's important. He's not faking being nice anymore. He's like, yes. yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: So it's like an authentic <laughs> transformation that we could all learn from. Yeah, that's a really good movie. So, okay, so let's go back again in time. So, how long did you spend as a, as a clinical psychologist?
2: So yeah, a long time. That was about 30 years. But I was always, (laughs) I I, I was a renegade psychologist. Oh, really? uh, When I originally trained and got my doctorate, um, the the world of clinical psychology was really focused on psychoanalytic therapy. Uh, Again, focusing on kind of what's the mind and body being completely separate. And my interest was in the fusion of mind and body and how uh, feeling good by exercise or mm. doing some uh, deep breathing me- techniques, which yeah. um, could totally create a different uh, mindset. And also using imagery, uh, using ways of, of using your imagination, you can create physical wellness. So I specialized in what we call mind-body medicine, the idea that uh, these two work together. There is no separation. And so I was uh, doing things like biofeedback, where you wear some monitoring devices, and you could see on the screen uh, how your um, your heart rate, your temperature in your fingertips, um, and that'll guide you towards a relaxed state. Of course, in those days, there was no real monitor. It was um, wooden boxes with dials. <laughs> we had no, no uh, computer now it's right. these are all apps on your phone and sure. home trainers that you can get. So, um, but I was teaching people how to reach a very quiet, relaxed state.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and
2: these, yeah, these were the days where mindfulness was not talked about. It wasn't in to meditate. Um, right. And so I was guiding people in um, those practices, uh, as well as always pretty interested in what you're eating. I was interested in that on a personal level. And so I gradually oh, yeah. started to to train in this um, notion that what you eat could actually affect your mental state. Oh, and, totally. Uh, so uh, so that, uh, was additional training that I, I underwent.
0: Yeah. It seems like any, any kind of mood is always going to have some sort of like, what do you want to say? Like, it's going to be, there's a physiological component to your mood always, you know? So oh. yeah, you know, so like, uh, I've just recently got, uh, a new job the, around Thanksgiving and, mm. uh, I spend evenings, I'm working an evening shift, and I'm spending like, hmm, say, from like four, 4 o'clock until about 10 p.m. walking, <laughs> right? And uh, I, I'm i like amazed how, how much that improves my mood. I was like, I knew walking was really amazing, you know, uh, already. I like walking. But first off, the big surprise was like, I didn't think I could walk from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. I didn't think that would be fun, right? But it is, and yeah. uh, and it's really uh, uh, gives me a huge energy boost, and I lost a little bit of weight. It was uh, just amazing, and, you know.
2: Wow! Yeah, I love that story. Yeah, I mean. Exercise is medicine. Exercise is more powerful than any antidepressant. If you're not feeling, if you're feeling down, go out and take a walk. And uh, it is great. I am, uh, I don't have it on because it would be pretty noisy right now, but I'm on a treadmill desk. So because I, I, yeah, yeah, I I run an online company and I'm uh, at my computer all day long. And so sitting is the new smoking, but standing wasn't working really well either. And, uh, and as I said, you know, I'm, I fall this energy and and zest. I like to be moving. And so now I'm just combining walking, actually strolling, um, so that I can do work on the computer while I'm doing that. And, um, it's really efficient. Some days I can clock about, uh, eight, nine, 10 miles.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, you're, you are my second guest now, uh, not quite in a row. But first, the second guest to have a walking desk, a, a treadmill desk, okay? And the second guest to say, sitting is the dude smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a meme and, uh, and a thing I need to look at buying, you know, because, uh, yeah, for sure. I love the uh, – the, I actually had um, a guest as I was uh, starting the podcast recording call he had his video going and he was had his mic and he was walking on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and his wasn't that noisy so it, no. it worked out so he he walked and talked and uh yeah and got in his uh 30 or 45 minutes of uh, of walking while while well, he that, was podcasting
2: that, wow i love it yeah my the, the actual machine is not the motor is quiet but it's the pounding right uh, it's right, the, right, the, right. the actual sound of my walking sure. <laughs> i, I like it. to cut down on but yeah it's great they even have um bikes now and for kids kids who have ADD. Uh, you put them on a bike, a classroom bike, while it's oh, a wow. desk. Yeah. And now their attention increases.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, my, uh, that's amazing. I saw this one TED Talk where there's like a personality type that, you know, what we used to maybe call, um, you know, ADD or fidgety or just, you know, those kids that just can't sit still, right? There's nothing wrong with your kid. You know? they're, they're just a dancer. They need to move to think. It's like a personality type.
2: Yeah, so, uh, it, it, and it, it is a positive, so we're so tuned right. into thinking there's something wrong, you need to be medicated, you, you know, there, there's right. something can't that you just be is. like
0: everybody else?
2: Exactly. <laughs> so I'm in a wonderful network of entrepreneurs, and they say, you raise your hand if, if you were, if you ever thought there was something wrong with you, or you were different than your peers, or you were ever, ever called ADD, or learning disabled, and everybody raises their hand. Right. So it's just, uh, it's the wrong match. So you would never do well, uh, possibly, you know, in a particular field. Uh, You know, like I I never did well with um, any system that required a lot of tedious paperwork. And even now in in my company, as I founded this company, there are certain things that I really I cannot do I have a uh, very poor memory for numbers, for example. So I would not be the person, you know, who would be like the uh, working with the CFO and right. understand and and all of those details being the one to have to do that so Mm. so i think it's a matter of matching who you are to uh you know what uh what the job is and uh shifting gears if you're not suited or if you're and then what do you need how can you bring in people to help you if you're stuck and there's no way that you can shift careers you know who can help you with these skills
0: Find the folks that are, you know, happy and good at what you need doing, right? <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, 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 won't, I you know, there's, there's a big list of things that um, I don't want to do. Right, like you know, sitting in a room alone writing something, yep. <laughs> or yeah. yeah, or you know, uh, spending hours pouring over a spreadsheet, Ugh, yuck. Yeah, right. But yeah. you know, if you want me to talk to like three people I've never met before or four people in one day, that'd be you know my best day ever, right? Yeah. And not a lot of people like talking, you know, but I do. So yeah.
2: You- yeah. totally yeah and and, there, and and that really is a personalized approach it's, we we think of that in functional medicine it's not that it's not one size fits all and in our school that we don't have a one size fits all we have adult learners and we work with our students to see what, how do you learn best and uh, for one that might be auditory another it's visual and another example would be gratitude so uh, it's common to say uh, the great way to practice gratitude is to keep a journal and write write down what you're grateful mm-hmm. for. And that works really well for a lot of people. Never for me because really? I I love to write, yeah. but I don't like to be the, this idea that I have to write things down. And so that I can focus on that and just experience it in my head. And I can yeah. do some little image of feeling somebody, the you know warmth in my heart as I imagine that person I'm grateful for, or imagine something else that I'm grateful for. But I, I do that spontaneously
1: mm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so there is no, that's the same thing with meditation. Yeah. I could never sit for 20 minutes uh, with my eyes closed. I've tried, it never works for me, uh-huh. but I do a great walking meditation or oh, I yeah. take, I take dance class. And while I'm dancing, that feels like a meditative kind of experience. So oh, yeah. you find a style that works for you rather than trying to fit yourself into what someone else is saying you should be doing.
0: Yeah, I, I actually found that, um, like those gratitude things, they help you. They help me like if I'm like uh, awake in the middle of the night, and I want to go back to sleep. That's one of the tricks that I Yeah, can.
2: that's and- <laughs> yeah, that yeah. works so well. Yeah, uh, when I just start started saying, there, have yeah. you ever
0: heard of the, the trick of, uh, it's not really a trick. It, 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 you have to be honest when you say it, but it's like um, the, uh, the thank you, I'm sorry, I love you, kind of, like, yeah. you know, especially uh-huh. the people that you're mad at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, you know, we, we had some tiff. Um, thank you for putting up with my crap, and I love you. You know, and then yeah. you just you, you keep going down the list of all the people that are currently, you know, floating around in your life. But uh, I think it's it's especially important to hit the folks that you're fighting with. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. That
2: is so awesome. And, and it's because with your uh, at night, you can't sleep, you're angry and those. Those thoughts of anger, that emotion, is causing you to be in an arousal, sympathetic state, and so your body thinks you're in danger. Uh, Well, you're not going to fall to sleep if you think that there's a a wild animal out. You know, (laughs) you got to be vigilant. You got to be awake. But when you soften, and when you start thinking, you know, I, I, uh, I forgive you. I, you know, or um, I I wish you well, or something. And you have those experiences uh, that. Then the body can let go. Oh, the danger must have passed. The tiger looked at you and now turned around and found better prey off yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, so now yeah. it's like, ah, oh, now I can. Uh, now I don't have to be on guard. I don't have to be the sentry anymore. And so
0: then you fall asleep. Right. And the other thing that works for me, and uh, and I think this might might be, you get a boost of oxytocin, is uh, is you get a little cuddle from the wife in bed. Now not everybody uh, can do yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but that, that usually helps me fall asleep too. And it reminds me of this study that I heard about, like, um, there was, they, they did this study with people that, uh, like Aboriginal tribe out, out, they live out in the wilderness. Right. And, um, they, they like, sort of like, I don't know how they did this, but they tested like, um, how many hours a day, everybody in the tribe is simultaneously asleep, Right. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out, you know, you know, because they're, you know, probably a little bit more afraid of predators (laughs) in a real way than the rest of us. Right. Um, So it turned out that only uh, only one hour a day is the whole tribe asleep simultaneously. So that Mm -hmm. means that there's something wired in us to like. Stand guard. Right?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, over, you know, just like you were saying about there's there's we're hardwired into that. Our brain is like always alert for those predators to be coming around. But if I reach out and I know somebody's sleeping next to me, right? Um, for some reason that it's like, oh, okay, I got somebody watching my back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The sense of of safety and yeah, being exactly. loved, experience, also positive. And and this is the kind of you know conversation that we're having now. If you have a a personal health coach, they they can help you with these sleep issues, which are you know, we have an epidemic of of uh, people who are not getting enough sleep, or right. they're sleeping but they're not getting good sleep, and this is leading to um, a lot of serious medical conditions because the night that's when we're sleeping, that's when our body restores itself, and
1: right, detoxes.
2: Right. And so um, a coach who's trained in functional medicine principles and positive psychology can help somebody to get better sleep and stay asleep and feel more restored.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I've recently started using one of those sleep masks. That helps me a lot. Uh, yes. You know, I want to get the blackout curtains too. I think that would help quite a bit too. But, you know, sleep mask is cheaper, and we already had it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm friends with uh, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof Coffee. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, he um, uh, recommends there are these blue blocker glasses and i've started using them i travel with them because we're now finding that this junk light the you know the little red dots that are everywhere you you turn out the lights but it's on the tv it's on the radio it's everywhere and so uh these glasses block that out or you actually recommend you could travel with like masking tape and uh, so when i'm in a hotel room i will like put i will either if i don't have tape i'll just like put paper or i'll turn things upside down i get rid of all that junk light because it really does affect your, your sleep.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I have a non-functional alarm clock that's right next to my bed. I need to like, unplug it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're finding that a lot of those um, uh, devices, the uh, the EMF, uh, all of what's coming from those, in addition to the light sources, mm. is, is just not, um, you know, doesn't lead to good sleep and can cause other issues as well.
0: Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I went out, um, and camping with my parents and family and and we were out in the middle of the woods at somebody's summer camp right and we were far far away from all the cities basically in the middle of the in the middle of the woods in Michigan right and it was like the darkest of dark dark you know i, w- I would never seen dark that dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> where you like wake up in the middle of the night and you know and you have to go to the bathroom and you look in front of your you put your hand in front of your face and it's just like there's nothing there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's i think that's the kind of dark that we're sort of like our bodies are intended to be in. sort of you know it's weird yeah 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 we've got these amazing bodies but they're kind of like uh, i don't know they're they're not adapted to it take evolution takes longer than technology right <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we are just bathed in, in light um, all all the time, and we're on our computers and our phones uh, way late into the night, and so um, this is uh, of concern. Many people who are doing some research in, in this area are are concerned, and how can we get back to a time when we are powering down earlier in the evening? Kids are, um, it would be great um, to, again, parents are listening to encourage kids to, to power down
0: much oh, earlier
2: sure. in the evening, um, so
0: start turning um, off the devices like an yes, hour so, right? Yeah, yeah, and
2: <laughs> yeah. it's so hard to do because yeah. you know this is one of the new addictions. We're addicted to our screens, to our phones, our tablets, right. our, our,
1: our
0: tablets. TVs, our our tablets. Yes, totally,
2: yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I know we're all guilty of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, <clears throat> I know I have an uh, an app for. Like, I think it's called, what do they call it? Like flux. Have you ever heard of that?
2: Yes. I love flux. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. Well, uh-huh. yeah.
0: I, I have to get one of those because right now I'm using, uh, my phone as a TV, basically it's like, mm. you know, plugged into the TV. So that's like my video source. I need to put that flux thingy on that because then I wouldn't get the, it, it changes the, the color of the light I think is what it's doing.
2: Yes, yes, yeah, it, it adjusts from that that intense bright light, right. and so you can set what time you choose for it to dim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although I I have to admit I have been guilty because you know I'm uh, CEO of a company and a, right. uh, an emergency will come up and it's midnight and I'm on my computer and oh that darn flux I can't see so I turn <laughs> it off. Um, so you know sometimes the best intentions so right. <laughs> it doesn't always work out, but most of the time I'm good and stay with the flux.
0: So tell us the story story of how like, um, you know, you, you turn 65 and decide to like start a business instead of retiring, you know, because most people think, hmm, 65, mm, I think I'll go and hang out and maybe travel. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Uh, So uh, during my career as a psychologist, I did a lot of different things. I uh, established and ran a clinic for uh, kids and adults with attention deficit disorder. We tend to specialize in what we think we are. So uh, did did hundreds of testings with people and uh, treatment plans. I did biofeedback, did controlled studies and ran an anxiety clinic. And I uh, wanted always wanted to uh, have a a big impact. And I always thought that I wanted to uh, help. I love to lecture. I love to um, do public speaking. And so I was thinking, well, I wanted to do more in corporate wellness. And so I was reaching out to some local corporations and that was going fairly well. And I had a young associate who um, came to me and she had the same... uh, training that I did, um, she uh, had was blending counseling with uh, nutrition. She had actually gone and gotten certified in nutrition. And so um, we were out there together. And then I just thought, well, what if we train a bunch of people in this approach that I had developed, which was um, I, at that point I had trained in functional medicine through the Institute for Functional Medicine. Okay. They are the global leader in training doctors to become functional medicine practitioners. And so I paired those principles with what I had been practicing for so many years, which is positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy, psychology of eating, mind-body medicine. And then I uh, thought, well, what if, um, you know, it's an online world, what if didn't just stay local in the Chicago area, um, what if we established a global training program online uh, and asked IFM, Institute for Functional Medicine, if they wanted to partner uh, with us. So functional medicine is rapidly catching on it addresses the root causes of illness. So rather than labeling a disease, you have depression, uh, you have arthritis, why do you have it? And often it's inflammation and other root causes that you can very effectively address with diet and lifestyle change. So I pitched this idea to IFM and they had always wanted to train health coaches, but didn't have the means to do it. They didn't have anyone that they trusted to, to develop this program that had the skills and my skill set really fit uniquely um, with what they wanted and so we um, founded the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy in partnership with IFM and at that time I was just turning 65 and it was really um, took using all of the strengths that of energy and zest and really I refused to see myself in that bracket because it was frankly getting pretty depressing I would go to um, some activities activities with uh, my contemporaries in my neighborhood. And they were just talking about retiring, you know, playing Canasta. Canasta is very big (laughs) where I live. Canasta, Mahjong, bridge, um right. and, uh, and you're like both, ugh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, grandchildren. Of course, I want grandchildren. I have two daughters; they're both married, and no grandchildren yet. And I so um, probably if I had, had grandchildren at the time, I would have been because uh, I love you know I, I would have been the babysitter, and so it might not have happened. Right, uh, that right. I founded this company, but um, so uh, it, this is so it was a decision to um, to just, uh, really not accept retirement because I didn't, I f- have tons of energy and, uh, use that to, uh, look at this as being my meaning and my purpose. I want to impact, um, basically, I mean, it's a bold goal, but we are training. We now train about 1200 people to be Coaches in this model. We are accepting new students all the time, and they are so passionate. Uh, they are what functional medicine doctors call the foot soldiers in this movement, the troops on the ground. They are going out and changing lives, and that's my meaning and purpose. That's what I live for—to uh, create, help people create wellness. And so we know that meaning when you have meaning and purpose in your life, that is one of the most crucial oh, factors, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. for um, wanting to get up every morning. And for sure. so. Um, so that is how it all came about, um, to kind of another veer. That's a, um, that's
0: a big veer. No.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Get, you get
0: to the, the fork in the road at, you know, approaching 65 and you say, no, I think I'll go start a business. That's yeah, pretty, exactly. that's a pretty big veer.
2: Yeah, uh, so, yeah, and, and again, I was always kind of the, the renegade, the, the the rebel, the one who thought differently, outside of the box, and so mm. and got bored easily, and so and, and so uh, playing cards um, it, it would be everything that I would I would be antsy sitting for hours, right, you know, playing cards yeah. and, um, and bored, and, and always thinking of you know wanting to get out of there and and um, move on to the next challenge.
0: So how does, uh, how does somebody go about finding, uh, a functional medicine doctor?
2: That is through the Institute for Functional Medicine. So you can go to Mm ifm.org and you'll see Find a practitioner, and there are there are over a million people went to that website last year because people are uh, dissatisfied with uh, the care that they, it's not that doctors don't mean well, they want to serve their patients, but right. there are many constraints. There are insurance constraints, there are time constraints, there are constraints by the large hospital systems who may employ them. They are trained to focus on what's wrong with you, name it. Lab, you know, label it and blame it and and prescribe something for it and right. many people are dissatisfied so they can also uh, many of these doctors are hiring health coaches and so you can uh, through our website which is functionalmedicinecoaching.org you can go to find a coach and you can search and find someone who may you you may want to partner with to work on your health goals so the beauty of coaching is that it doesn't have to be live face to face. So
1: right, you know, just right, right. We're,
2: we're talking and we're really connected. Well, you could have a coach who is uh, in a different part of the world and you are talking just like we are. Uh, that eliminates the need to have to travel, fight traffic, go right. to a place at a particular time. You know, you could be in your pajamas and we're talking to your coach.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. So are our most functional medicine doctors, are they like uh, are they covered by insurance or is this coming out of out of pocket money? So a there, are,
2: both. <laughs> it, there, it's a, there are some practices that are functional medicine that are uh, accepting insurance. But okay. uh, unfortunately, the insurance uh, world has changed. People have very high deductibles. So right. they are like uninsured anyways because they find that their plan doesn't pay for anything. And they have to these huge deductibles. So right, uh, okay. most uh, functional medicine practices our private pay, but the value that you are receiving, if you have a condition where, uh, you you know, your doctor isn't really, you know, there's, uh, you're just over medicated, or the only excuse thing they're coming up with is drugs or surgery, you might want to look at um, this. And not that functional medicine doctors wouldn't recommend or prescribe drugs or surgery, but it's the last stop. It's the, you go to the, um, you start first with um, less invasive interventions.
0: Right, right. Like diet, exercise, things that we were talking about, right? Yep, exactly. Mindfulness getting more sleep, you know. Totally. Yeah, yep. maybe getting off drugs. Uh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Many of these practices also have group medical visits or programs that you can take or you can participate in that would be um uh much more affordable if you find that you can't afford an initial fee um to see a functional medicine doctor, so they have those programs and also uh many people can work with a coach on uh, on a lot of these areas and then the doctor would intervene, um, as necessary, or you could still work with your, your own doctor who okay. through your insurance and then start on your diet and lifestyle co- goals with a coach.
0: Oh, right. So basically you go see your doctor like you ordinarily would, but when he tells you, okay, you need to get off sugar, you go, Oh great. How do I do that? <laughs>
1: You and you go hire it. a coach, yep. right? Exactly. Or you yep. need
0: to get more sleep. Have have fun with that, right? Okay. So now you go hire hire a coach. Okay, I can see that working. Yep. Yeah.
2: That. Yep. That is the model that is rapidly catching on. Right. Uh, where you, as the patient, are um, feeling sort of like, empowered. Right. Like yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Sort of like taking a little bit more responsibility in the whole. Uh, hey, it's my body, and I've only got one kind of idea. <laughs>
2: totally. Yes,
0: yeah. yes, yeah. I, I'm down with that. So, <laughs> okay, so this has been a blast. I appreciate you being here. You are Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, and your uh, website is functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Uh, I will leave you the last word.
2: Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. Anyone who wants to learn more, maybe this has inspired you to even become a coach. You don't have to be in healthcare uh, as a background to become a coach. So you can go to functionalmedicinecoaching.org/slash subscribe, and we will send you our a free uh, ebook, Functional Medicine Coaching.
0: Wow. Okay. See, this has been a blast.
2: So, well, it's been a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Great Thank to you. be here. Thank you, Dr. Scheinbaum. Have a good day.
2: You too. Bye now.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V-double dot com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.